Time to check in with the Vancouver Suns, Vaughn Palmer. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. Let's start with Alberta and a victory for Danielle Smith, although pretty close, probably closer than she wanted. Yeah, very exciting election night in Alberta. So, you know, I'm a political columnist and a political junkie, so you watch the coverage, edge-of-your-seat stuff. I'm watching global Edmonton, global Calgary last night. And uh, you always, the first thing you do is you go, gee, what would it be like to cover this? And it was a nightmare. <laughs> I, 90 minutes in, and the crew at the desk, you got the numbers going across the screen. The conservatives are ahead, comfortably. Like, why haven't they called the election? And they're saying, oh, you can't call the election <laughs> because the vote is delayed. Uh, they stuck at it uh, two hours. I'm not sure when they finally got around to calling it, but there was a huge problem, a huge holdup in getting the votes. I note that my counterpart at the Calgary Herald, Don Braid, finally finished doctoring his column at 2 o'clock in the morning, Alberta time. So, you know, the first thing you're going is, what happened and could it happen here? And I have to say the initial thing not to alarm too many B.C. journalists about the next B.C. election. It looks like the problem in Alberta was a glitch in the nifty new electronic vote tabulation system they were working, which didn't perform the way it should have. And, well, we're getting the same thing here in British Columbia. (laughs) (laughs) I hope if they're using it in the by-elections this month, and I don't know if they are, that, uh, you know, Elections BC can get a hold of Elections Alberta and find out what happened and find out, make sure it doesn't happen here, or, Jill, we're going to have a very, very long night. (laughs) Yes. So that's the first thing that jumped out at me. Wow. Well, yeah, hopefully whatever went wrong, like you said, they can take a look at that and fix it then before it's being used in this province. Yeah. So the polling thing is interesting. I mean, one of the reasons that I think there was a lot of interest right across the country in the Alberta election was because the province is polarized. That's not an unfamiliar situation to British Columbians. Uh, And the polling was all over the map. I mean, you had pollsters who were saying, oh, it looks like the NDP has it. And you were having pollsters who said, no, no, look, uh, conservatives, yeah, they were behind and all that stuff, but they've caught up, they've made it competitive, they've got a good shot at it. So, I mean, in a way, those of us in the news media complain a bit about the polling when it's all over the map because it's hard to predict the outcome. I actually think that, When the polling is wrong or mixed, it encourages voter turnout. You know, you don't go, it doesn't matter if I vote, the election's over. You go, geez, my side might win the seat. I better get out there and vote. And, you know, I think think it actually encourages turnout uh, because you feel like your vote makes a difference in a lot of ridings, which it does and it should. We should... Really, all remember the 2017 election in British Columbia, Jill, where the B.C. Liberals, the party then calling itself B.C. Liberal, um, lost their legislative majority by 200 votes in one seat. Uh, Had they gotten 200 more votes then, they would have had their majority and they might have remained in government. So it does matter. Again, it'll be interesting when we get the postmortems on Alberta. Uh, to see whether the uncertainty about the polling encouraged 
turnout at the actual poll, which is voting. So that's another one. Um, the last thing, uh, NDP loses. Well, um, you know, you might wonder what the attitude would be, the BC NDP. The BC NDP and the Alberta NDP are not close, Jill. They, they, yes, uh, some people in the BC NDP go and help in Alberta and vice versa, but the relationship was badly damaged when Rachel Notley was Premier of Alberta, NDP, and John Horgan was Premier of BC NDP. They had a major falling out over the Trans Mountain Pipeline. BC was had uh, angered the Albertans by fighting the pipeline in court, and of course Alberta wanted it to go ahead. And at one point, you may remember, uh, Rachel Motley was going to boycott British Columbia wine. Uh, my, <laughs> my favorite moment in all of it, Joe, was... Um, John Horgan had taken to describing Rachel Notley as my friend Rachel Notley at his press conferences. And that was reported. The two of them had served as political aides in the NDP government in the 1990s, so Horgan could claim friendship. But at one point, one of Notley's communications directors came out and said, He's not her friend. She's not his friend. She doesn't see him as a friend. And, you know, in the era of social media, Jill, I think that may be the first and only time a Canadian premier has unfriended <laughs> another Canadian premier, especially one who's a Democrat. So looking at all that, um, last footnote on the show uh, on the Alberta election. Jill, this is uh, Daniel Smith. Uh, this is the second time that somebody who's interviewed me on radio has become a premier. So Christy Clark was the first one, and uh, Daniel Smith uh, was in radio uh, before she returned to politics. So, Jill, play your cards right. You know, you might be premier of British Columbia someday. Although why you'd want to be is another matter. <laughs> a conversation for another day, but there you go. You're, you're, you've started and set a trend on the whole issue. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, one more question on that. So how do you think the relationship's going to go then with Danielle Smith? I know she's already kind of come out swinging against the Prime Minister uh, with the, the relationship then between uh, Danielle Smith and David Eby. Well, I think, you know, you've highlighted uh, something that's going to be very important going forward and more in federal-provincial relations. So the BC NDP, uh, a chunk of its vote comes from people who vote liberal federally and they vote NDP provincially and because of that the relationship between the BC NDP and the federal liberals has been strong over the years I think you know if uh, Justin Trudeau were uh, to let his hair down and and go on the record about it he'd probably have to say that the best relationship he's had with Canadian premiers uh, first was with John Horgan, and it's very promising with David Eby. So uh, Daniel Smith, of course, last night declared war on Alberta, which is, you know, <laughs> you'd think she'd just won the election. The spirit of generosity might have moved her, but um, she's a bit of a loose cannon. So Alberta's relationship with the federal government is not good. I think it will show up in a continuing warm relationship between the federal government and the B.C. government. And it means that, you know, when the B.C. government needs help from Ottawa, it doesn't always get it, 
but it often does. Child care and things like even bail reform, uh, the relationship is good. Uh, we're looking for more help, uh, federal funding on SkyTrain, uh, maybe the replacement for the Massey Tunnel. Uh, and the door is open for that. I mean, it's easy to fight with Ottawa. It's a lot of provinces do it. But uh, British Columbia is conducting an experiment in what kind of stuff can you get out of Ottawa if you work with them? And I think that relationship will continue. And I think, uh, you know, British Columbia federal government looks at looks west. They go, God, you know, Alberta's a pain in the neck. And hey, British Columbia, they're kind of a good place. All right. So we'll see what happens with that. Vaughn, I also wanted to, to touch base with you about more complaints and very troubling issues oh, raised man. about Surrey Memorial. Yeah, you know, this thing is going on and on. And if you think of how much money the New Democrats have poured into the health care system, $10 billion increase in health care funding under the NDP, and how many people they've hired. They say their number's 40,000 people. And the troubles continue. Uh, Surrey Memorial, you know, they this thing started a couple of weeks ago. We've had Langley. I see Royal Columbian and Eagle Ridge Hospitals. Uh, doctors there have now weighed in saying, hey, we've got the same problems and it's bad. And I noticed uh, Global's coverage last night. Uh, the head of Fraser Health and Health Minister Adrian Dix not available to comment on the mm-hmm. latest round. I mean, the New Democrats and the health regions are really frustrated by this because it has resisted the mere application of money and staff hasn't solved the problem. And you do wonder what would it take to do that because, you know, shoveling money into it and hiring, as I say, 40,000 staff, the problem is still out there. And I know it's uh, in other regions of the province as well. I've heard from Nanaimo. uh, Media around the province are hearing from Kamloops and other places as well. Uh, This problem continues and it's not going away quickly. All right. Uh, Lots to talk about and we'll be following up on that today as well. Vaughn, thank you so much. Bye-bye, Jill.